There's Trey. Lady Trey and Lady J. We were recording. Well, I can't even out. He works at the Starbucks. <laughs> oh, he does. That's right. Yeah. And hey, girl. Hey. What's up, y'all? Hi, we're back. It's been a minute. And when we mean a minute, we mean like a year. <laughs> Listen, life happens. Shit, life does happen. We we're go on journeys. Yeah, our roller coaster's up and down right now. So, but we are, we have journeyed back here. That's right. For y'all, okay? Yes. We may not have any, no, we do have some new episodes coming. We have a lot in like, We have recorded. a full season for y'all. Yeah. It's a year old, but it's it's fine. So just like ignore any references that are outdated. Yes. And not about coronavirus. Yes. We will probably do a whole episode about that. Like our journeys cuz Kate's yeah. been busy. I have found some hobbies. And I have not. <laughs> <laughs> but this episode, well, first of all, hey, I'm Kate. Oh, hey, I'm April. This is Cleveland Potholes. This is Cleveland Potholes. <laughs> um, and the greatest regret of my life is that we did this interview before I had started watching Drag Race. Yeah, me too. I knew nothing about drag when we did this. I asked none of the correct questions or anything that I wanted to know. Corona happened and I have binged my way through literally every episode of every season. I'm on my way. We're on, I'm on season seven. She's I got getting there. I'm trying to get there. It's a lot, but I love it. Okay, and I, yeah, also, we were not prepared for that interview. No, I have all these questions out, and, like, I feel like stuff that we asked was so stupid, and I'm just like, we're so ignorant of the world of drag, and now I feel like I am so in it that, like... What if we emailed him? Yes. We could do, like, a follow-up. We could do a follow-up. Like, via Zoom. Okay. Yes, guys, we might have a... Twist for you. Yeah. We bonus just, content. Yes, bonus content. <laughs> Untucked. <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. <laughs> um so all that to say, we th- please listen. It's still I'm like very informative and interesting. It's just we apologize for our lack of knowledge. Yeah. At that point in time. Agreed. I think I even asked a question about like, so how did you learn about drag? And he's like do you mean like a drag mom? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And now that's, I'm like, I could I could give you the family trees that's of true. every drag race queen. <laughs> I can't do that. But we'll get you there. I gotta get there. Kate's get me ready. We're watching now. It's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, so you know, forgive us for disappearing yeah. for a little bit, but you know, life. Yeah. And um Enjoy. Yeah. Be well, kids. Wear a mask. Yeah, wear a mask. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Wear your mask. Don't act like you live in Florida. Right. We're in Ohio. Come on, people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, should I give my, my boy name, my drag name? You can give um, all the names. All the names, yeah. Okay, so I'm here presenting you as Taylor, Taylor Hartman. And my alter ego, persona, drag queen name is Anadonia Delight. Where did you come up with Anadonia Delight? Uh, so, uh, when I first started, uh, going out, I would just go out to the bars and the clubs 
And I did had no idea what name I wanted to pick. And it was at the time I started my uh, master's program in social work. Mm. And I studied mental health, adult mental health. And we had to read, like, the, um, the therapist's Bible, which is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. And one of the uh, symptoms of one of my uh, most interested uh, d- disorders was depression. And so anhedonia is a symptom of depression. And it means the inability to feel or experience pleasure. And so when I started drag, I wanted, like, my performances to be, like, like I wanted it to be around, like, activism. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted it to be meaningful. I wanted it to be, you know... Not too serious, but I wanted it to have, like, some seriousness to it. And then my last name, Delight, is, like, the complete opposite. Because anhedonia means, like, you lose interest in things you once liked, um, which is, like, really common with depression. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Little, like, like, yeah, like an oxymoron kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I've had the people who get it immediately, like, who know what that word means, because it's, it's an actual noun. It's, you know, um, they go, like... I get it. Like, you know, like, oh, I get it. But sometimes, it, you know, and it's hard to spell, so it, it kind of, like, gets Which mixed Which is why up. you explained it. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not spelled how you think it's spelled. It's not spelled. But it sounds like Anna. It sounds like Anna, so I wanted it, it to sound sort of somewhat feminine. Right. Um, so I thought that that was a good idea. I mean, you pop right up on Google. So yeah. Because I was telling somebody <laughs> today that, oh, yeah, I'm, like, interviewing and doing a delight. And so he Googled it yeah. and spelled it correctly. Really? And it popped up. So, yeah. I'm making waves. You're making waves. You showed up, like, (laughs) automatically. So, I mean, you must be doing something right. You must, do you need to give us tips on how we make it on Google or? Um, uh, Show up to work drunk, always cause problems, and uh, wear crazy, and wear crazy outfits. That's, that's my uh, advice. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't condone that. (laughs) No. So, are you from Cleveland originally? No. Um, I... Originally from Youngstown, Ohio. It's about 60 miles southeast of Cleveland. It's in, right smack dab between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. And I grew up there my whole life. And I moved to University Heights. I moved to University Heights for college at John Carroll. Oh, you went to John Carroll? I did. I went to John Carroll. You did? Yeah. What, what did you, when and where and how did you, what did you study and when, when were you there? Oh, we were interviewing me? Okay, well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I just think, like, it's interesting, like, it's a small world. I know, I graduated in 2011. Okay, I, j- I arrived there in 2011, okay. that fall. Okay, So we just missed, missed the bridges there. So did you go to Quinn's then? Where? Quinn's. What's that? Oh, okay, then you didn't know. Oh, didn't gosh, go. things was, changed. Yeah, the, but. Is that a bar? Yeah. Oh. The, I didn't go out to many bars, I was super, like, um, you know. But it's a small world. No, but um, I uh, I went there in 2011 in the fall and um, stayed on campus the whole time. And then I moved to Cleveland Heights for my master's program in 2015. Okay. So I've been, like, around... The Heights. So you're, The like, Heights still. You've been in the Heights. Yes, and I'm currently there now. Okay, so mm-hmm. you like the Heights. Um, I, I was going to... So did you do your master's at John Carroll, or did you go somewhere else for your master's? I graduated uh, at John Carroll in 2015, and then I went to, I immediately like jumped into my master's, which looking back, it was kind of too sudden for me. I think I'd kind of jumped into something I wasn't adulty kind of professional ready for. Like I knew it's, it's still something I want to do. It's just I uh, immediately jumped into something I wasn't completely like sure I wanted to do at that moment, but I went to uh, Case Western, okay, the uh, Mandel School for Social Work. Okay, so we like upgraded it <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, every 
Well, everybody knows, like, Jack Carroll's good, but everyone knows, like, Case is, like... Case is where it's at. Yeah. Okay, well, I think Cleveland Marshall is also very good. <laughs> okay, but that was for different... That's different. I'm just saying. Different like, totally Case different. isn't always the best. Oh, okay. Sorry about that, but... <laughs> I can't compete with that. Sorry. Sorry. I'm no Stanford gal. Sorry. So then you decided to do your persona name. Then, like, what brought you into drag? Like, why? What dragged you into drag? I know. Sorry. What dragged me? Oh, here. Yeah. What dragged you? Yeah. But it, uh, yeah. That was... Oh gosh. Um, I think so. I was one of those uh, gays who would go on like Halloween. So it was. It's. I started performing in 2016 mm. during my master's program. But before then, I had, like, dabbled during Halloween, like, you know, we all kind of do here and there. It's a great segue. It's a great, like, it's, a, it's an easy way to kind of start something if you're interested. And I think, like, in high school, I was always very flamboyant, and I've never did theater or anything, so it was kind of like college was, like, my, my, my ace to kind of start something like that. So I just started doing that uh, for Halloween, like I said, at John Carroll and in my dorm room and um, with my friends. I remember we, w- I remember we, there'd be like little events on campus, and I would stay and hang out with my friends after the event was over, and all mm. like the the food personnel would leave with all the extra food, and we would just sit around like tables like this, and we would eat the food, and we would hang out after the event, and we would go to like the bathrooms and take those huge industrial sized toilet paper rolls, mm. and we would take like half of it out and make like couture gowns and fish fish tail dr- very very like over the top like late at night when we had nothing else to do um so i was always kind of doing little things like that here and there it was always at it started john carroll um and it didn't help that i was also the president of the lgbtq alliance okay so i kind of like it was just i think bound to happen like little things just like very flamboyant and just very gay and just very like i needed i needed i needed to, I, it's true i needed to like express it somehow and i didn't know how and um, I always used to I used to go to the clubs mm-hmm. underage. I used to go at like Ooh. 16, 17 when I was still in Youngstown. And <laughs> when I went to Cleveland, I was like, where can I go that I can find someone? And um, Back in the day, because I'm like super, super old, like even older than her, yeah. um, Bounce downtown was yeah. like the place. Mm-hmm. And they used to have a thing where if you were underage, if you were like, they would take your ID at the door yep. if it was after 10 o'clock. Yep. And they would put an X on your hand. Yeah. And if you went before 10 o'clock, they didn't card at all. So we used to go at like 9.45 and then like go order drinks and they would be like, don't, they wouldn't ID us because like we didn't have our exes and like, even if they did, we would just like wave it and they'd be like, oh, if you have it, then you must be overage. So we drank a lot of Zima. Zima. Hey. Oh, wow. Gosh. And it it actually, I think Zima made a comeback a couple years ago. It did. My mom bought me a six pack just like when I was 16. Was it as good as it tasted? Was it as good as it tasted? No, it was terrible. It was like a hype thing. Absolutely. Disgusting. It's only good if you put a Jolly Rancher in it. Ooh. No. Yeah. Is it? That sounds good though. Mm-hmm. Okay. With a Jolly Rancher, I'm like right? sold. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I did that too. I think I used to because Bounce was everyone talked about it in college. Like all the the, the few gay friends I had, um, or lesbian and all that. But like that was where we would go and hang out. So I, I might have went once or twice before you know you can get your fingers or your hands crossed off yeah. and just kind of. Wander around and we really worked the system on that one. <laughs> yeah, you did. That was good. Good job. <laughs> so yeah. So did you? Are you like? I don't know how to phrase. Are you like self-taught? Did you have a mentor, or did you just like dive in and like figure it out? Yeah, uh, I didn't. I just so if you're like asking about like drag mom or drag family, 
Sure. Uh, I did not have I did not have a drag mom or anyone like a traditional drag uh, queen or king has. Yeah. Yeah. Can you explain that? It's very. It's very. Yeah. Typically, typically there are. um, If you want to get started in drag, most of the time, uh, I have a couple friends who started and they would go out to clubs and they would dress up and then to get like kind of almost scouted. It's kind of think of it as like um, when you get scouted by like a like a fashion designer or a modeling agency, and instead it's like a drag queen who will find you and go like, oh, like I see some potential in you. I want to take you under my wing, come out, we'll, I'll put you in the dressing room, or I'll put some makeup on you, whatever. Uh, I didn't have that. I would just kind of go out with friends, and I would dress up and everything, but no one took took to me, I think, because when I started, I would I was putting, like, I was inspired by a lot of, like, club kid art, so I'd put, like, paper on my face, I'd be putting flowers on my face, um, stones and stuff, and I didn't really, like, translate well to I think a lot of the Cleveland Queens at the time so I think that I was just kind of like okay we're gonna we're gonna she's there we see her but no no one wants her which is fine which is fine um so I started I kind of just learned on my own and I uh, at the time it was like when YouTube was getting really big um and you know I would just follow a lot of uh artists drag artists and I would just learn how to do makeup and it wasn't that good when I started no oh no no and my makeup is it's I think um my makeup has always been a journey and finding what works for you. But, but anyway, um, I, I don't know. I, I didn't have a, a drag queen mother, so to speak, but I did have a mentor. So I met a very dear friend of mine now back in 2014. And it was before I started drag. And um, when he realized that this was going to be something that I was going to go out and do and invest money in, he was like, he kind of taught me the ropes. He doesn't do drag, by the way. But he, his name's Chad Fox, and um, when he found out I was gonna be doing it consistently, or like go out and get paid for it, or just go out and have fun, he's like, "This is these are the things that you should be aware of, like, you know, how to mind your p's and q's, how to have manners, how to handle yourself professionally, how to try to book a gig, how to handle yourself, the more like business aspect of it, rather than like." This is how you do exactly. Okay. Um, Because he doesn't do any of that. But the reason why he took to me in that way was because we were we had a like a burgeoning friendship and it was it was a growing friendship, Um, and he lived in San Francisco for over twenty years, so he got to see like some highs highs and lows of drag queens over there, and what worked and didn't work. So it was a lot of um, a lot of wisdom and a lot of like actual practical advice. So that really really helped me and still helps me. So that you know, and we're still very, very, very good friends. So, and he's still always teaching me things. It's a lot, of, a lot of wisdom, and it's nice to have that. You know, um, someone who's not like always in the club circuit, but just teaching you like actual practical advice with drag. Wasn't didn't perform ever, but just hung out with a lot of the crowds and was friends with some of the major drag queen names in San Francisco: Heclina, Peaches Christ, um, people like that. You know, suppository spelling. He mentions a lot. So. I know that's, that's another fun one, right? <laughs> yeah. Suppository spelling. Yeah. Um, yeah. So nope, no. Um, I go on tangents. Uh, yeah, no, but uh, no drag queen mom. But I guess Chad Fox is my drag queen mother. He's my auntie. He calls himself oh. the auntie. Okay. It's very, very loving, you know. Mm-hmm. So kind of tell us about you know he gave you all this advice and yep. then how did you run with it like what were your next moves like did you start booking gigs did you get cards did you do instagram like kind of how did you do your startup well i i tripped and fumbled a lot that's okay we, <laughs> i mean we did the same thing so it's <laughs> fascinating to like see like kind of what steps did you take after he gave you all that advice 
Yeah, um, I think there was a lot of self-discovery that I needed to, to make, like, where I wanted to, to, to take my character and, like, what outfits I wanted to wear, like, what persona I wanted to come off as. And it was just, like, always be yourself, be yourself. Don't try to be another, another you know, bitch you see on TV or something or anything like that. So it was a lot of self-discovery. So that was number one. Number two was um, finding the, the opportunity and the networking with people. So I think like, like I said, when I started, I was in my master's program and I had a very, very dear friend of mine who worked at Bounce as a bartender on the weekends. And he was, and he's my age and we went to high school together. And he knew I was starting and we, I, we would, he would see me come out and he's like, oh, hey, Taylor, and this is before I had a name or anything. And he's like, hey, like my manager, you know, he could probably get you, like I can wiggle my way in there to get you in for like a hotspot sh- show. You know, you wouldn't be paid or anything, but it'd be a great way to kind of start, start something off if that's something you want to do. And I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then finally the manager, um, his name's George Mulagianis, and he's now in Columbus um, at Union, um, downtown Columbus. And he uh, was the first person to give me my spot. And that was just by like, I would, I would be going out to bounce like every weekend when I had free time during my program. And um, it was very, very sweet of him because with, with, I always credit him uh, to my start, you know, him, him and my best friend, my, Ben's, my best friend, uh, Bensa from high school. So that was kind of how I, it was just kind of like just putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and getting, um, getting seen and getting um, attracted by other performers and management, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of time, I guess. I don't know. How did you find the reception in the like Cleveland drag community? Um, the Cleveland drag community at the time, I think, was. Oh, I I think that number one, they were always very fun to watch, very entertaining. Um, there weren't, there wasn't to be to be quite honest, there weren't, there wasn't anybody that I personally saw that I was like, oh, they're just like me, they're just who I just like who I want to be. But I, of course, I respected and appreciated everyone who hit that stage because it takes like so much guts to go and do that, you know, because you're essentially burying yourself on stage. Um, but I think the reception, like, for me or just, like, in drag in general was, you know, who are you and, like, what, what's your thing? And I think that started to happen when I would show up to these hot spot, like, free, you know, jump-in spots that I would be invited to. And I was, at the time, I was doing, like, more club kid kind of outfits and things that were mismatched and had like a concept, you know, you would look at me and go, okay, what's the story behind that? And I'd have to, you know, explain it to people. So I think that my drag was not really easy to swallow or like easy to understand. Um, And no one really like praised me or gave me a lot of accolades or anything, like hyped me up or anything. So it was a lot of like ground up stuff. I think that's a lot of, a lot of us had to deal with that here. It's not just me. but I think that's just how it was. I think the Cleveland drag scene is is very um, not competitive, but it's like everyone does good at their own thing, and there's not many like cliques or anything or families really. Um, it's just kind of like hard work and determination. That's what I learned. Hard work and determination will get you far. So I think that that's what my reception was. Is like you just got to work for it, and I did. So and then here I am. <laughs> and here I am. Okay, we're done. <laughs> Oh, did you? No, you can go. Okay. I don't know. Sometimes. Uh, so you <laughs> said at the beginning um, that it was like part activism. Yeah. What, can you kind of expound on that a little bit? Sure. Uh, so like with the knowledge that I had with what like drag performers traditionally do and what I could do with it, I was like, how can I take, and I'm still figuring this out to, to, every day. 
how can I take my background in mental health and sociology and make it more like palpable or like easy to digest with an audience who goes, who wants to escape work and have fun and drink and just laugh or have a good time? How can I take something serious and make it like easy to digest? Mm -hmm. And you can't do that with every performance because I think you're going to, you're going to get boring or or you're going to get tired and people aren't going to want to see you because it's too serious all the time. So I think, um, for me, the activism came with certain performances where, like, I would try to tie in uh, serious topics in a more, like, kind of, like, wraparound kind of way. So, like, you, didn't, you don't know what's coming, but you see it or you, you hear the song and you, you see the outfit or you see the outfit, you hear the song and you go, oh, okay. Um, and I try to do that every now and then. So I think just incorporating songs with lyrics and bringing out that emotion on stage and having people react and seeing their faces and looking at them and hitting certain notes in the song and beats and like hitting at people's heartstrings sometimes and I think that's very important so you can't do it all the time but there are certain times where it works and you hit the right setting or the right audience and you're gold so that's that's me that's you know and otherwise I'm just doing some crazy scary stuff or, or comedy or silly stuff and trying to mix it up a bit so I'm not always so serious because that's not that's not really that wasn't the intention was to be like oh super serious and whatever it's just like I wanted something to be more long like longevity mm-hmm. or like do fundraising you know I have ideas where I want to do like uh, with NAMI to do fundraising or some sort of mental health advocacy group and raise money for that for with a drag show you know stuff like that what are your some of your favorite artists like for music uh-huh. that you kind of pull from for either I guess if you're trying to be serious or you're trying to be silly yeah. or fun? Oh gosh, that's a, there's so many. But you can just so like many. narrow it down. You don't have to do oh, like. Oh gosh, a- I'll do t- okay. So I there's there's a couple. Um, Beyonce has a lot of really good, strong, powerful messages in her music, and I take a lot of inspiration from her. The first thing that comes to mind because I have <laughs> I do several from her. I do I do Why Don't You Love Me. Um, and I do, I care, because a lot of her music, and it's interpretive, so like what one person might get from it is not something another person might. So sometimes I think as, as artists, we get to be like, oh, this is how I interpret it, and this is how I'm giving it back to the audience. And it's like, oh, oh I get that. So definitely Beyonce. Um, I don't know, I can't think of another one, but definitely Beyonce. I just think that she has such powerful lyrics. Um, and I, I literally just get inspiration from just hearing like things from movies and um broadway and just general things like i find inspiration in in anything i try to find inspiration in the tiniest things that normal people kind of oversee or kind of like toss aside and go like oh okay and i i don't know i just kind of my brain works like i'll take the cast offs or i'll take like things that are like little tiny bits in movies that people just see it as a joke or I'll go like I'll take that and find a song that incorporates the lyrics with that joke in the movie or with that and make a mix with that and okay. make it make it cohesive somehow that's how I do things okay so what was your inspiration because we saw you at the drag brunch a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. that was so that, much fun. For, for that set yes um for that I did um Celine Dion and what was my other one? My other one was Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, Dolly yeah. Parton nine to five. I was real excited about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so was John. John was like, nine to five. So fun fact, my my drag mentor, my auntie uh, Chad Fox, I mentioned earlier, who kind of taught me like the ropes and everything. He introduced me to nine to five, the movie, 
And him and I sat down together and watched it. And he was like, you need to know who these people are. You need, you need to know who sings this song. You need to understand that. And um, that song particularly, that 9 to 5 mix I do, is kind of silly. And it's all in good fun, which is what a brunch should be. So that's why like, I cater to my audiences. I'm not trying to like do, make everyone sad for a brunch. But the thing is, like, when I post something or when I share something or my inspiration when someone asks, I'll say, like, you know, if you watch the movie and you watch interviews with Dolly or something, you, you find out all of the background of the movie is that, like, you know, it's about respecting women and it's about, like, workplace equality and HR and things like that. So for something like this where you get to ask, like, what's your inspiration? Like, that would be it. But for the audience to understand it, you make it silly and funny. So, like, I have that little part where she's like, I'm going to get my gun and everything, and it's, like, silly mm -hmm. and it hits the right notes and everything, and it's fun to watch. So there's that one. And then I guess the I wanted to do, like, a very powerful, like, Celine Dion, like, it's all coming back to me. And that was just literally just me wanting to be, like, super dramatic and, like, oh, my gosh, like, just very emotional. Because, like, for a brunch, like, I think that's very appropriate because, like, yeah. yeah. Where'd you get that dress from, though? <gasps> that dress, <laughs> I know, a little mermaid moment. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's so pretty. Um, I had that dress. So I designed, like, the, the cut of it and the little... Um, sleeve attachment, I drew it up and I sketched it and I um, was messaging uh, his name, his artist name is Plastique Pousset. <laughs> and he used to live in New York for a while and I think he now lives in Los Angeles. Um, but he is a uh, African-American artist and he's also a drag queen. So he, he, does, he does like performances here and there and appearances. Like he was at um, RuPaul's Drag Con, I think this past one. And um, I messaged him because I saw his like work on Instagram and I'm like, like, Hey, like let's try to work some, I, cause I was like, I must have like, cause he has one for himself, the, the outfit, the gown. And I'm like, I would love to have one. And I'd like to add my little spin on it and see if we can work something out. I'd love to work with you if you'd be interested. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So like he asked me all of my measurements and sent them over and, you know, did his magic and shipped it to me. So, oh, wow. And I don't wear it often because it's like it's so nice and delicate, so I try not to wear it out too much and everything. But mm. it's very it's very special. And I had it made. It sounds so. Um, it's probably going to sound so silly, but I had it made for um, an event at the museum, at the Cleveland Museum. Oh, cool. The summer solstice. Oh, yeah. Yes, Which I, is I, this weekend. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And I, I I was like, you know what? I want to wear something special. I want to go out and drag, and uh, share my art. And what better than to have someone make something special and share it? With Cleveland, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. and give credit for that, you know, yeah. So, what are your so Cleveland potholes? Like, we're all about like Cleveland and what makes Cleveland different and special and like cool. Um, what are some of your favorite spots in Cleveland? Oh gosh, food. Anything. Anything. Anything in Cleveland Heights because that's where I live. Because of course I'm one of those one of those Cleveland Heights queers. Um, special places. Um, one of my favorite restaurants is, it's a little pricey, but I have really good memories there with family is the Little Albatross. It's like the French restaurant. Oh my God. And it's like, it, yes. I haven't gone there in like three years, but it has such a lasting it's memory. so good. It has a lasting memory. The um, French toast. Oh, I've never had it. It's like, it's, an, it's not like French toast. It's like an appetizer. It's like mushrooms and balsamic and like big oh, slices savory. of bread. Yeah. And it's literally my favorite thing in the it world. It is really good. Anyway. We did have it. Remember we had it? Oh, yeah, we had it. I mean, yeah. I make everyone get it. I make everyone yeah, go Yeah, we there. got it before you we went to go see the, the one exhibit last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Good choice. Good yeah. Choice. I mean, oh, it's just... 
I don't know. I I live right down the street from Coventry, so anywhere on Coventry is is golden to me. So Tommy's. Tommy's is. I just can't, I went there today and yes. I, and I got uh, a chicken breast burger. Um, so just goes to show. No, I just. There's there's just so many places in, in Cleveland. Uh, I know I'm not really being too specific, and I'm just, everything's kind of flooding in right now. But like uh, downtown, downtown. Uh, when I was younger, I used to go. When I was starting drag, I would go to um, the Punchbowl Social in drag, which you would never think those two would go together, but they do. Um, and apparently, they're now doing drag shows there. So go oh, figure. Cool. You know, oh, yeah. awesome. So I really liked the the the, the setup of Punchbowl Social. I really liked how it's like a two floor kind of bar I've club never thing. Been there. You haven't? No. Oh, I've been there a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I, I guess we... hang out in the Heights too much. I just... <laughs> well, we'll go. That's fine. Like, one time you work downtown, we'll just pop over. It's fine. Um, yeah. I probably eat out way too much, so... I'm always like, hey, guys, I found this new place on Instagram. Can we go check it out? That happens kind of a lot. <laughs> no, it's always good to kind of test out these new places, because there's always new things popping up all the time, so... I know. Jones a West Sider, but April lived on Larchmere for a long time oh, okay. and I grew up in the Heights. So yes, Porch Fest. I miss every... Yeah, I can do like the Heights. Yes, Porch Fest. Did you go? It ra- I rained, so I... No, I didn't get to go to that one, but I did go to Hustler Street Fair. Oh, you went this year? I Did you? I didn't go. Chrissy called me and she's like, it's the last Hustler. I'm like, there have literally been 17 last Hustlers <laughs> and I've been like every last year in my one, life. Like, okay, we're done this time. But I yeah. heard, I heard word on the street that the people that have been organizing it are like, want to bail out. I feel like Literally, I have a T-shirt from the last time it was the last Tesla. There's <laughs> it happens so often, and also like my because my dad used to yeah. play like every year, and I just feel like I've been enough. It's okay. So she went and she said it was fun, but oh. I didn't go. Yeah. Did you have fun? Did you enjoy? Yeah. it? I had a wonderful time. I um, was actually leaving from that brunch gig oh. that you were at, and I like took everything off, but I kept my face on. And a friend of mine was like, "Hey, I'm leaving a gig too." because it was Pride Weekend. And they're like, I still have my face on and everything. Do you want to just meet up with me? I know you live around there because he lives in Lakewood. She's like, oh, I'm in the area from a gig. If you want to meet up, I'll be there. And I'm like, hell yeah. And I, and I heard it was, and I had no intention of going because of all the Pride events and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss the last one, quote unquote. And uh, I met him there and we both just had our faces on and like hats and beanies and we're just like, hey. And we just, we just melt right in because it's just a huge melting pot of, queer and hippies and art and music and it's like we just fit right in so i enjoy i always enjoy it so i'm glad i got to go if it is the last one if it is i'm skeptical i don't think so no it might just be like a hiatus because you never know like if money will come in or some sort of like no like like resistance yeah there's too many old hippies in cleveland for it to be the last one Hmm. or they'll move it somewhere else but then again they won't be as special who knows so speaking of makeup, who are your favorite like YouTube um, makeup artists? Which is more like this is more Kate's area, but I'm oh just, yeah, I do love a YouTube you, makeup can you, tutorial. Can you do like all that? Because that's you. Yeah, that's, I do. I, I watch them a lot, and I don't. I don't know that it helps me at all, but I really enjoy a YouTube makeup tutorial. I think for me, so when I first started drag, mm. I would save like. Because I told you I don't have a drag mom and no one taught me anything. So I'm like, oh, God, how is this going to work? How am I doing this? Um, my very first go-to, because I was also starting during uh, RuPaul's Drag Race season seven. So one of the contestants was Miss Fame. And she is, like, world known as, like, this incredible makeup artist. She's done, like, Vogue and 
works with like Pat McGrath and things like that. So I would I would like super glue every single like millisecond of her YouTube videos before she got on Drag Race on her YouTube channel. And I'm like, how do I replicate like a just a standard beautiful drag face that she would do? And honey, honey, all the I was looking up photos for like this this panel discussion tonight and look at how how awful I did justice to her work and me trying to like copy something <laughs> and I know, but it was Miss Fame. Miss Fame was, um, someone who I was like inspired by as like a face, just a standard, like gorgeous face. Um, and then later I would be interested in like Nikki tutorials was another one. I never got into like Jeffree star or like James Charles or anything like that. I've yeah. always, I watched Tati and there was like big drama and I was like, oh my God, oh, this yeah. is too much. I can't handle it. So I had to stop watching her for a while. But yeah, Nikki Tutorials is good. I enjoy her. She's fierce. Yeah. Oh gosh. I, I don't know. I don't really, I watch a lot of uh, transformations with James St. James. He does, like, he brings in like artists from around the world to WoW Presents or World of Wonder in Los Angeles. And it's like drag race girls are just just makeup artists on Instagram and he'll fly, I don't know if it's him, but they'll fly them in and he asks them to do his makeup and whatever standard like look that they're known for, he'll request or be like, hey, just bring something. And so I watch a lot of, it's like a YouTube channel and they do like once a month or something. And um, I'm really inspired by just very, something that's not standard. Cause when I started, I wanted to be like, oh, I have to get something that's normalized so that I can just go out and wear something on my face. But now I'm more interested in like, What's different? What's unique? What's special? What kind of weird stuff can I put on my face that's going to either scare people or make them go, huh, or just something like that? Mm -hmm. Because I, I, I don't know. I, I'm really inspired by people who are misunderstood. I mean, we all are. But I am, like, super into people who, like, really have that creative eye. So I watch a lot of the um, transformations with James St. James on YouTube. And I can't really name a couple um, off the top of my head. I didn't really think of any like that but um yeah is i'm gonna ask a stupid question because you said club kid and then it made me think of that movie is james st james like from that era is that like because there was a movie with party monster yes mm -hmm. it was scary i remember it being scary someone died yes. well, with macaulay culkin right <laughs> yeah 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 mm -hmm. yeah so um, anyway it's i it was good but i just remember it being scary i get scared easily i don't know I just remember them like cutting someone up at some point. I feel like. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I also remember they had like the club kids like on Jerry Springer or something, and they were just yes. very like, like what you were talking about, like different, like avant-garde kind of like, yeah. yeah. It was very interesting. So yeah, so James St. James um, was they were referencing him in the movie Party Monster, and it was essentially a quasi documentary slash indie movie that was supposed to like pay homage and uh, I guess detail in a uh, movie film kind of structure, like what happened with that huge, like crazy stuff with like that murder scene you were talking about and all the things that went into that. Uh, but um, yeah, James St. James was depicted by Seth, Seth Green, I think, or Seth, yeah, Seth Green and Macaulay Culkin. Was it Seth, is it Seth Green? Is it Seth Green? Are you, I, um, I never heard of it. I never <laughs> heard of it. It's really good. It, it was on Hulu for a while. It was on Hulu for a while. So, party, so do you use certain brands or do you just kind of mm -hmm. like... 
Yes. So it's like your see makeup's not my thing. I don't do any YouTube. I don't. I don't I know. Teacher, I got her to use highlighter. It was like the biggest. It was. Of my it, life. it really was. I went to Sephora and was like, "Hey, I got highlighter," but the text I sent was really. She confused. said, "I got a highlighter," and I said, "To highlight a book? What do you? Why are you texting I, me this?" Hey, I was oh. like, "What?" They, they were like so confused. Like and same. I was, <laughs> and I was the sharpie. And I was like, "What?" And then I was like, "No, I got a highlighter." And she's just like, "Oh," because I had. I mean, I really don't. I don't, you don't do make- much makeup. No, like I still have She's this. So naturally beautiful. I just like, I never got into it. No one taught me. I didn't give it. And then one time I went and got my makeup done because I did like the big chop. And so I was like, well, if oh. I gotta have no hair, then I gotta do like something with the face. Mm. And I went, and they did the whole makeup, but they did the foundation, and I hated the foundation. But I did keep like the eyeshadow. But now oh, it's like sure. the same eyeshadow I've been using for the last like six years. Like it has not changed. Well, it's like when you find <laughs> something that works for you, it's like just if it's not. What did they say? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. That's right. That's it's, it's not broke, and they've seen my same face for the last since they know me. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Meanwhile, I have like half a Sephora in my bathroom. Ooh. It's, it's nice. Yes. <laughs> I'm all like, I'll put, I'll mix up some, uh, some uh, water and gravel and call it a day, and some spackle. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, let me grind this into the skin. For, for me, um, I use, I use theatrical makeup. Personally, it's mm. it's and again, remember I, I mentioned like Miss Fame, and I literally she would put down like step by step what product she was using, and I'm like, oh, I gotta get that. So I got like Krylon paint sticks, which is like those huge tubes, those old grandma tubes, which are just like thick, full coverage, it's like Derma Blend. It's like it's like super full coverage, so it's gonna cover anything. So I use Krylon, I use uh, Mayron, um, I do have a couple Mac products that I use for contour and blush and things like that. For um, eyeshadow, I use like uh, I use Juvia's palette. Um, that's a, like a more mainstream one. Um, a little bit of anything. I find a lot of my stuff on Amazon um, that I probably don't have like the, the name of the brands, but it's what I and use. And it works. Amazon's the best. Uh, the mm. I, one that I do like a lot is the Electric palette by Urban Decay. That's one oh, I yeah, love that, a lot. That's good. But otherwise, a lot of like Krylon and Mayron and Ben Nye theatrical Broadway. You know, not gonna come off. It's gonna. I'm trying to invest in um, Sugar Pill. Sugar Pill has like vegan, um, not like trying to have the least amount of chemicals, but it's like super kind of expensive for their palettes. You have to get them like, you can get little little palettes, but like you can also get like this nice like fold fold open kind of one and you can get like individual ones and specialize. But I'm trying to invest in those because it's the vegan and they don't test on animals. And I'd like to do that if I can help it, but it's a lot. So for someone in the Cleveland area that wants to kind of like experience drag or maybe that hasn't before, what is your recommendation for like a good kind of gateway? Oh, well, if I say so myself, you can, you can come to, uh, t- to my monthly show at the Grog Shop, which is all ages. So there's that, which is very uncommon because usually it's like at a bar or a club and it's like 21 and over or 18 and over. So I would say come to the Grog Shop. I host every every month and up until the end of August, it's every last Thursday. Um, and that's in Cleveland Heights, uh, borderline of Cleveland, Cleveland Heights. Um, and I would just say um, if you want to experience like a gateway, I would obviously like just be, be, in the, be in the know on Instagram and follow your inspirations and things like that. If you're in Cleveland, I would just say come out, go on Facebook because that's where we post a lot of our events. Just kind of type in like drag show in the search bar. Honestly, that's what I would say. That's what I do when I go like, huh, what's going on? Oh, I'll go to Facebook or I'll go to Instagram, you know, follow people. Um, and we're always posting our flyers because that's how we market and have to get things out. 
Um, where else could we go? Bounce is now closed. Uh, yeah. Twist Social Club, surprisingly, um, although it, it does um, pull in an interesting, uh, diverse crowd uh, of like straights and gays and everywhere in between, they do have drag shows there every Thursday. So I would say if you like to go there in, in like a pretty cool environment, I'd go there. Um, yeah, just kind of like be on the lookout. Um, Cleveland Scene has uh, posts a lot about drag now, which is really cool. Um, there's a lot of cool burlesque shows that are happening. The Beach and Ballroom has them yeah, with Bellison. Um, Lady J, where else would you recommend to get a good gateway with drag? Like, where, where, where would you want to go? Say I said, like, Grog. Uh, I said, like, Twist. I said, like, Beach and Ballroom. Um, the um, distilled table, I guess, has the brunches. Uh, five o'clock with Black Mass. Yes, 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 yes. Five o'clock lounge um, with uh, the show's called Black Mass. Five that's o'clock in lounge. Lakewood, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of other the, the Foundry. The Foundry. The Foundry, which is across from the five, the five o'clock lounge. The f- and then yeah. the Nine in downtown, which is hosted by Varenal and I every month. And Music Box okay. Summer Club with Bingo, too. And, oh, there's bingo. and we have the Winchester with Miss Sassy right here. Miss Sassy Sasha hosts brunches okay. at the Winchester. Yes. A little bit of everywhere. Music Box Supper Club has drag bingo with veranda. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Which is in the flats. Yeah. It's everywhere. You just have to kind of look around. So we have the flats. It was right for me, and I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, now we have to yeah, hit that up. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Just walk. What I love about Cleveland Drag is now it's getting to a point where, like, there's no excuse not to know where anything is because it's everywhere, and it's mm. always happening now, and it wasn't like that. It was always, like, at Bounce, mm. and then I feel like after Bounce closed, it was like a diaspora. And everyone's like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's a really big word. Where do we go? Where do we go? Oh, my God. Like, oh, we're... Okay, this is a sophisticated podcast. Oh, okay. okay. Everyone ran away. Sophisticated, no. okay? This is going to sound so freaking cliche. Just follow... If you're going to want to do drag, work hard, be... Commit to it. Um, be on the lookout for a, lot of, for a lot of really cool entertainers in the city because there's a lot of really cool talent here and a lot of, like, stuff people have to offer that I think that no, nowhere else... Is happening, you know. So I think, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I would say. I just think, like, keep your eyes open and um, go outside of your comfort zone and see what the what Cleveland has to offer because there's a lot, of, a lot of cool stuff happening. And the rest is drag. Yeah, you're born, We're all born naked. <laughs> naked and the, rest the rest is drag. drag. That's true. <laughs> so I'm just gonna like give you guys some untucked info, you know, just to go with the theme. Yeah. And an untucked. What is this outro? Yeah, outro. Is that the term? Whatever. It's fine. Because um, we haven't done this in a while. So we're just kind of, we're winging it. It's fine. We love everybody. <laughs> um, we have new stuff. We have something about voting that was do. from forever ago. But I think that that's relevant now. So that should probably be our next episode. That's true. That's definitely going to be episode two. Like, a little light, <clears throat> then a little serious. Make sure you're registered to vote, people. Yes, please. Um... Get I coughed a little bit there. It was I don't have coronavirus. It's just I had. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, make sure you register to vote. The de- there's deadlines coming up. Make sure you request that absentee ballot. Yeah, send it in. When is it? What October third? Oh. Okay, fam. We we'll, need to do our research. We're we're we'll not put it on the website. <laughs> we're not reporters, y'all. This is just our go-to thing, and sometimes, well, that's what you gotta do. Fact check. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because this could be fake news, right? <laughs> Make sure you do your fact check. But we will have all that information in the voting episode. Agreed. Yeah. So, in the meantime, um, we will be back on the Instagram. Be on that we- gram. Kate's going to be on the gram. Yeah. April's on a social media hiatus. I Maybe am. we'll talk about that at some point. 
it's a good good healthy thing to do every once in a while. Yeah. I am not. I am in the thralls of TikTok. I didn't even do it, girl. I just I knew it was gonna be bad, so I just didn't even go there. Oh my God. There is a Cleveland TikToker um, named uh, I think the, his handle is uh, Noah and Milo. And it's a young man and his golden doodle. Yes. And they go everywhere together, and it is the cutest thing in the entire world. Oh, I, I think they're clean. He's wearing like browns and Indian stuff all the time, so I'm just gonna assume. Yeah. Um, but that off topic. Anyway. So we're going to be back on the gram, so follow us at uh, CLE underscore potholes. Sometimes we're on the Twitter. Okay, we're not really on the Twitter. Yeah, we don't, we're not going to Twitter. We have Twitter. We don't utilize Twitter. Also CLE underscore potholes. We're on Facebook for all you boomers. Um, follow us on Apple Podcasts. And our website is clevelandpotholes.com. And remember, there's, there's always, always next year. year.